and welcome to yet another episode of Cannibalizing the Canon, episode 43, I think. <laughs> I believe, I don't know. I love that you don't believe me when I tell you. I, I don't believe me, that's the problem. <laughs> that might be the number you told me. It might not be, I don't, yeah, yeah. Anyway, yeah, I'm Glaive slash Danny slash too tired. <laughs> uh, I'm V slash Fella slash Rin slash. No, that's it. Just that's slash all I got. The musician. Slash. You're slash the musician. You I am. I am in fact <laughs> slash the guitarist. Yeah. From Guns N' Roses. Yeah. That's that's it. That's the announcement today, folks. Oh. I am in fact slash. Baby, you should see me in a top hat. Uh, <laughs> The second you put on the top hat, like, whoa, what the hell? Mm -hmm. That's what it is, because, like, I'm not wearing a top hat all the time, so you don't mm. see the resemblance. And of then course. I do, and you're like, whoa, how did we not see it? Amazing. <laughs> so, so, shock, we're talking about RPGs. I know, right? My God, who would have thought on a, on this on podcast? a D, D podcast? Are you kidding me? This um, isn't what I pay taxpayer money for. <laughs> it's true. This isn't what I pay taxpayer money for. Speaking of taxes, we have a... <laughs> no. <laughs> Speaking of taxes, we have a, a, a Kofi, I think. We have a Kofi that we're not really... We haven't put much work into it yet. We'll do it eventually. We haven't even told anyone the link yet. Like... No. We're not going to until like we actually do something with it. Like, well, Don't we have to set up where the money goes first? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's a pretty important part of it. Yes. Um, Otherwise, you know, you're not allowed to get money. Yeah. Them's the rules. Coffee's anyway. out here going like, I'll give you the money, but tell us where to put it. I'm not going to hold it. Like, all right, okay, fair. <laughs> we just want you to hold it for a second. Just, just, just whilst we go and get snacks, okay? But so, yeah, but the other thing, the coffee thing is that like, hey, what kind of content do you want to see in an exclusive manner? This won't affect the regular release of the podcast. The episodes will still come out. Yeah, more or if less we every if Wednesday. we were gonna do if we were gonna do extra exclusive content. What do you want to? What do you want it to be? Yeah, what do you want to hear? What would you? What would you? What would you pay for? Basically. Exactly. I do have ideas. Uh, I will pronounce those ideas now. <laughs> of like the um, like I like the idea of going through the Middle Earth books mm -hmm. chapter by chapter, mm -hmm. and then us talking about it. They might not be as long as an hour for each episode. I imagine we're not going to get an hour of like every single chapter. Pro but that's I mean, fine. There, some chapters we definitely would. But... Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Um. But if people are interested in that sort of thing, let us know. We have a Discord. We also have a Twitter and an email, all of which are in the beacon links below. <laughs> Heck yeah. Yes. And let us know whatever else you'd like to hear from us. Um, yeah. I mean, we're cheap tasks. We'll turn up to anything. <laughs> We're not that cheap. We want to get paid. That's um, <laughs> true. Sure, shit. That's what this exclusive content is meant. See, here's the thing. Also, 
if you have no interest in paying us any money whatsoever, that's also cool. We're still going to make this podcast <laughs> as is. There will yeah, be this no... podcast isn't... We're, we're not changing what we do. Yeah. We're just adding to the pile of things to do. <laughs> you I've know. Seen, I've seen some podcasts do like a, like an after show conversation thing where they just ramble on for a while. Okay, here's the thing. We can't yeah. really do an after show where we ramble on because the entire podcast is just rambling on. Yeah, this is Exhibit true. A, this conversation right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but my point is, is that um, what they tend to do is they release these ramble on episodes of like of things that are happening mm-hmm. at that time in the news and such. Like, oh, I watched this trailer, or oh, this piece of news that's relevant to the podcast came out. Oh, like stuff so, like so that. More kind of like responding to to yes to the the zeitgeist exactly as it were. And they but they release it like every like like it. Uh, they, they're like a collection of them because they're not as long mm-hmm. as a bonus episode, but I don't like that because then it's all of a sudden like this was relevant like <laughs> twelve weeks ago. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be real as as the person who's gonna have to edit that shit together. No, we're not doing that. We're not doing that. We're not doing that. I'm not making we that. We could much do that. We're not gonna. If we did do that, we wouldn't release it outside of the exclusivity. If you wanna, if you wanted that. We could do it, but like exclusively onto the the exclusive site. Yeah, no. I, realistically, anything that we release exclusively, I I also that word is starting to lose meaning. I know, for me, right? Right. Um, but if if there was anything that we released that was specifically for paying customers, it would stay just for paying customers. We exactly. would not release it anywhere else because what's the point in saying, "Hey, you get this early," like? I don't want it early. I want it just no. for me because I'm paying money for this. Yeah, and I'm sure there'll be other things like I don't know. Give us suggestions. We don't have ideas. <laughs> um, I've said in the past that like, um, and this is this is unrelated to the podcast. This was stuff that I was doing for stream that I wanted to do like audiobook style readings from books, mm. but you get into the murky quagmire of if you're releasing it for money yeah then then you get a slap on the wrist by lawyers i didn't have to <laughs> add fully to that apparently amazing beautiful i'm here for it um and and like i say having a having like a like a an after show where we just ramble doesn't really work for this podcast because we ramble all the time mm. what would be really funny is if if our exclusive content was an after show that was more organized than our regular content. <laughs> really Let's not get crazy. Structure. Let's Good not Lord. get crazy here. This is still us. <laughs> um, oh my God. Could you imagine? I can't even imagine. That's how bad that is. Uh, speaking yes. of lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> is that your segue into That's today's my segue. Topic? My God! Uh, so for for those for dear listener, uh, I have been forcing V to watch some movies recently. <laughs> okay, okay, hold up. You've ever forced me to do anything? Sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it is true that you have guided my hand to watch them quicker than I would have unattended. Yes. 
but that doesn't mean that I'm being forced to watch them. Every time we watch one, you're like, apart from the first one, you did actually force me to watch that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you just yeah. put it on and we're like, right, we're watching this now. But every yeah. other one, you've checked beforehand if it's okay if we watch that, you know? Mm-hmm. Apart from the first one. We definitely, you and definitely just, <laughs> just that- turn around and it's on my screen. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing this. Yeah, so this has been invited, so now it's going to be a regular part of the podcast, mm-hmm. where Daddy's like, we're watching this for research for the podcast. <laughs> uh, hell yeah. But yes, I've been I've been showing the Star Trek movies to be, specifically the Next Generation series of Star Trek movies. We'll get to the original series, don't you worry, that, that, that'll be a later episode. Fun fact. I consider myself to be a fan of Star Trek. Yeah. I I I love the I I really enjoyed the Next Generation. I really liked Voyager. I loved Deep Space Nine. I'm a bit meh on Enterprise. Meh. Yeah, I'm meh. Yeah. It's fair. It had its moments. Um. Uh, I I love Discovery. Uh, I have know, problems controversial. with Discovery, but we're not going to get into that. <laughs> okay, here's the thing. I'm not saying it's flawless. Uh-huh. Not by any stretch of the imagination. But there is a lot of Discovery that I have enjoyed. So I say I love Discovery. Because right. the amount that I have enjoyed has, for me, outweighed the amount that I haven't enjoyed. Right. Therefore, <laughs> net total. <laughs> <laughs> um, and of course... The show that I will never shut up about, Strange New Worlds. Oh, oh. So good. Chef's Kiss. Amazing. Everyone should watch Strange New Worlds. It's great. Absolutely. Um, also, Lower Decks. Also, Prodigy. These are all good Star Treks. I haven't seen any of Lower Decks or Prodigy yet, but that's that's a that's a thing to fix in the future. Um, but, but anyway, despite loving all of yes. these things, mm-hmm. I have never seen a single. Star Trek movie. That includes the new ones in the Kelvin universe? Yes, the Kelvin yeah. universe. I've never seen any of those. I just I just don't have just don't have the, the brain space for them. Or so I thought, until someone <laughs> on the Discord call went, Alright, we're watching this one. <laughs> we're watching all the TNGs and then we'll watch all of the original series movies and then we'll watch the Kelvin universe. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting through them. This is the first part of apparently a free part <laughs> <laughs> series of the podcast where where Danny forces V to watch movies. <laughs> I feel like this is not going to be a three part thing. This is no, going to be a forever forces thing. Star Trek movies. Yeah, Star Trek movies three part. I'm going to run out. Full stop. That's it. This is my no. life now. <laughs> yeah, that, this is a, a reoccurring segment now. Um, <laughs> If there is a movie that you want Glaive to force me to watch that we can then talk about as paid content, if there's anything that you would pay to listen to my reaction to, email us. Get if there's Discord, any movie, it doesn't have us. to be a movie that I've seen. It could be any movie whatsoever. We'll do it. We'll do it. I'll watch any movie, even it's if it's true. horrible, even if it's terrible, even if it's horrifying. I'll do even it. Even if it's that that movie that we watched last year with Nick Cage. Oh. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. I will make a whole episode. Ghost Ghost Town? Prisoners of Ghost Town. Prisoners of Ghost Town. Oh, what a film. Oh, what Jesus film. Christ. <laughs> but anyway. Think, anyway. Back on topic. Back on topic. Star, Star Trek, Trek movies. 
the next generation. We're we're gonna talk. We're not. It's not. This isn't the Star Wars takeover episode. This is actually gonna be about D and D as well. Don't you worry. Don't you be like, oh fuck, Dan is just gonna talk about the weird sci-fi things again. Like, no, no, there's gonna be relevance. I'm just giving context first, okay? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we haven't we've watched three out of the four next generation movies. We haven't watched Nemesis yet, but honestly, I don't think that's gonna change V's mind on anything. <laughs> I mean, I okay, so I got told. So we haven't watched them in in release order. I should stress this. Oh, we didn't yeah. watch them in release order, but I was told that I watched the best one first. So yeah. it's all been downhill from there, really. <laughs> yeah. Having said that, right. out of the three, I have enjoyed all three. So mm-hmm. you know, it's going well. It's going yeah. great. Having a grand old time. Um. So yeah, we've watched. Star Trek Generations. We've mm-hmm. watched Star Trek First Contact. Mm-hmm. We've watched Star Trek Insurrection. Mm-hmm. We have not watched Nemesis. We'll get to Nemesis. It'll be that. That's a bonus episode. <laughs> <laughs> that's bonus content. We'll record Maybe a bonus episode. Maybe that's what episode. we should do. We should watch a series of films, but leave the last one for paid content. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sure. Should we be dicks? Is what I'm saying. No. Okay. Anyway. Before I get into the meat and potatoes of 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 what we're going to talk about, do you have any thoughts about the the three movies that you have seen? Okay, so we mm-hmm. watched First Contact first, mm-hmm. um, because you know, I was told this the was title. the best one, right? <laughs> yes, um, and I agree; it is a very, very good, very fun movie, um, and I do feel justified in. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, dear listeners. I have said time shenanigans in every single movie. And spoiler alert, there were time shenanigans in every single movie. There's not a nemesis. Even you, okay, you said that about the previous one, and that wasn't true either. This doesn't count, though. (laughs) She was slowing down time with her mind, and she got the to do it as well, which, by the way, is never brought up again. Yeah, because I think it's more of a metaphor than it is like an actual thing. But he did it. Like, (laughs) it's not a metaphor if you do it. (laughs) Anyway. Anyway. um, Anyway, First Contact was great. I loved it. Um, Generations, I adored. It was so campy. Yeah, uh, yeah. It was just so campy. It's and I because... was waiting for the other shoe to drop the whole time, but it was so worth the wait. It's because um, <laughs> the next generation has this weird thing that in season one, it wasn't like it hadn't figured itself out yet. Mm-hmm. So it was still trying to be what the original series was but up to date. Mm-hmm. And that campiness was brought up. Because Star Trek is campy. It's meant to be campy. Um, the first TNG movie, by that logic, would also have them try and figure out, all right, we know how to make a series. How do we make a movie now? Absolutely. Apparently by doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently by just going hog wild. Um, no, I really, I really enjoyed Generations. Um, and then we watched Insurrection. Which is just a really long episode. Yeah. It's not bad. It's just, it's not a movie. It's a really it's long It's a episode. mid-tier, next generation <laughs> episode. And, and you can tell Jonathan Frakes was in charge for two reasons. One, he gets his shirt off. He gets the best scenes. He gets the best scenes. 
He's out here just just hitting on Troy all the time, and he it's has like the best and it's not even important to the plot. Like no. it's such a weird. I, I expected it to be a setup for a weird B plot, and then it wasn't. They just they just there got in the no bath B-plot. together. There was no <laughs> B plot. They just got in the bath together, and that is not mentioned again until the end of the movie. And the other thing, which is how you know it's a Jonathan Frakes movie, is because he took control of the ship with a joystick. <laughs> After sitting at the helm. For those of you who haven't watched Star Trek and don't know, the helm is basically where you drive the ship. Mm -hmm. So imagine getting up from the steering wheel, walking (laughs) a few steps backwards, and getting a a fucking joystick out. Mm -hmm. And be like, yes, I'm going to drive using this now. Like, my guy. (laughs) (laughs) My brother in Christ, are you good? (laughs) You were already driving the ship. (laughs) If yeah, you but- can drive the ship better with the joystick, why the fuck do they have helm? <laughs> it's like, are the is Starfleet out here doing like, well, we could put a joystick on here and give like ship control, like so way much more like subtleness and all that. Or <laughs> not a single, not a single other Star Trek, as far as I'm aware. Nope. And please correct me if I'm wrong on this, but not a single other Star Trek has a joystick I situation. Think, I think, and I could be wrong here. I think it's in the Kelvin universe. <laughs> <laughs> of course, it is. All right, Get it Chris might appear in the original Pike series movies. Uh, not Pike Pine, Chris Pine, a joystick. Let's go. I oh, yeah, no. I think it might be in the original series, but I don't remember. We'll come I back mean, to that if it does come up in when we watch those. Yeah, we'll we'll let you know in the exclusive paywall content that we're bringing out. No, that's not that's not exclusive content. The, the, I mean, the, it could be. It we could don't know. Be. It's not going to be. It's not going to be. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. So yeah, for sure, I have enjoyed the movies. Yes, yes, yes. And I'm a little bit sad for Nemesis though. It's, it's going to be fine. It's better than Insurrection. So. <laughs> but I liked Insurrection. I mean, Insurrection wasn't bad. It just wasn't a movie. Exactly. This one's a movie. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> um, but um, also, no no one gives spoilers in case we haven't seen Nemesis by the time you listen to this podcast, which is very unlikely, but you never know. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah. it's possible is what I'm saying. Yeah. Another anyway. few things about the next generation Star Trek movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, it has a weird understanding of what Star Trek The Next Generation is. It seems to think that or all of them seem to think that Picard is the main character. Which, like... It's interesting because the movies kind of took... I mean... I mean, here's I the thing. They're taking the same assumptions as they do from the original series. The original series, Kirk is the main character because... yeah. Captain Kirk is Captain Kirk. Yeah. I um, think that's I think yeah. it's weird because I think the series kind of took a, a a leaf out of that book. Not not the the next generation. The next generation knew it was an ensemble thing. Yeah. And I'd say that Voyager was pretty good at being an ensemble. Yeah. Because show. that's the thing cuz like in the original series I promise we'll talk about the ND friends. It's fine. We'll get We're there. getting there, I promise. <laughs> in the original series you have uh Kirk, Spock, and McCoy. That's the trio. Mm-hmm. And then you have the surrounding supporting cast around them. Uhura, Sulu, Chekhov, Scotty. They're just they they're they're not one of like they're not part of that group. 
And even then, Kirk is at the top of this pyramid, followed by yeah, McCoy yeah, yeah. and Spock, followed by everyone else. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Next Generation isn't like that. Next Generation, the series is more Riker, Picard, uh, Data, Data, Jordy, mm-hmm. and Chancellor Troy, and 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 Beverly Crusher. They're all. I- no, here's the thing. I would argue that Crusher isn't quite on that level. No, but she gets she's... her own episodes. Yeah, absolutely, because she's a goddamn queen who deserves it. But I wouldn't say that she, I just want to point out there is an episode where she is just on... She is haunted by a Scottish ghost. Oh, no, I remember. Yeah. <laughs> I remember. I'm just saying that, like, in, in terms of, like, when you think of the main cast, mm-hmm. I wouldn't necessarily put her in the same group. Like, right. don't get me wrong. I think I think the difference between the first tier and the second tier. When you're talking, when we were watching the movies and you're constantly like, Dr. Crusher, what are you doing? Why are you here? What are, What is your contribution right now? You're the chief medical officer. Why? <laughs> No, it wasn't. It wasn't that I didn't think she was con- wasn't contributing anything. That was all you. Okay. Okay. You yeah, were like no. Beverly hasn't done anything, and I'm like, excuse you. <laughs> I would not have the slander against Beth. Um, it was. It was for me. It was that she was going down on these away missions, like straight mm-hmm. off the bat, and it's like you are the chief medical officer. You have people to do that for you. Surely this is not within your remit as chief medical officer. I didn't stop McCoy. <laughs> no, I know, I know, but McCoy's, you know, McCoy. Yeah. Um, you couldn't yeah. stop him from no, you, just couldn't, you just couldn't stop him from doing anything. Like McCoy wanted to do a thing, he was doing the thing. Anyway, I think the the so I think in terms of the original series, you've got the 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 pyramid of of fucking peak male, uh-huh. whatever. Um, and then you've got the the kind of the second stringers, and then everyone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the gap in between the top tier and the second tier in the next generation is a smaller gap. Yeah. It's very much less that these are supporting cast and more they're just cast who don't have enough, who don't get as much screen time. We didn't mention Worf. (laughs) (laughs) so bad. Worf, I'm so sorry. (laughs) But also, like, you know, he transferred to DS9, and yet he is constantly on the Enterprise. Yeah. What is up with that? They just find an excuse every movie as to why he's there. Like, the first one is fine because he still, he hasn't moved to DS9 yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second one, they're like, he wasn't even on the Enterprise. They fucking rescued him from the Defiant. (laughs) Yeah picked him up yeah which is you know which is fine that's fair that's not a, that's not an issue you next know, they, one he's they, just visiting the next one he's just visiting it just happens to be visiting throughout this fucking mission and they go hey we were about to drop you off but do you want to come on this jaunt with us and he's like yeah sure why not i got nothing better to do it's not like jadzi is waiting for me at home or anything don't fucking think i've forgotten that right <laughs> <laughs> i'm so mad anyway um I feel like with the the movies kind of have this idea of there has to be a main character and it has to be the captain, right? Yeah. Which is which is where they've kind of gone with the the movie so far. Um, oh, trust me, we... it's the same with Nemesis. <laughs> so, and then we get that with the Kelvin universe once oh, yeah. as well, mm-hmm. because you know Hollywood. Um, but we also kind of got that with Enterprise, mm-hmm. not as much, but there was a little bit more of Archer is. Kind of I mean, it, 
it has culminated. It culminated with Discovery because then Discovery is in. She's not even the captain, but Michael Burnham. It is the, is Michael the Burnham main show. character. <laughs> it is the Michael Burnham show. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and I will say, I think it in the second season, which is my favorite season, mm-hmm. which is the one with 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 uh, Captain Pike in. It was less the Michael Burnham show. Yes. Because we did get more of those stories outside. And then... Because the, you the, can't keep a good Pike down. <laughs> you can't keep a good Pike down. But it wasn't even that, because Pike wasn't even the 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 the, the, the kind of the, the secondary kind of hero coming in. It was just that no. there was some interesting beats for Pike, but then it led to other interesting beats yeah, for other because characters. Because Pike showed up and it was like, everyone introduce yourself, I'm new. Ba, 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 ba. I love that scene. That was so good. Oh. I was like, we've known these people for a season, and yet and we're we learning their names, their names now. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and that's why when when what happens with Arium happens is such a gut punch. Oh, because that's a Jonathan Frakes episode right there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, no one, and I understand, and I realize some people aren't have won't have watched discovery and have no idea what we're talking about right now that's why i'm not specifying what happens um <clears throat> but we you know we've known we've known arian for a season up until the, the end of season 1 except we don't know her name nope. now we know her name now we get to see who she is because- i knew some people losing their minds going like why is there a fucking robot pre Kirk? Like, Data was the first. What the fuck? It's like, all right, all right, okay, it's fine. But then they explain that, don't yeah, they? Yeah, they did. But it took them so... a while. <laughs> yeah, but the point is, they in season two, they do explain it. They do kind of get into the backstories of some of these characters. Yeah. You understand more about these characters because Pike asks those questions because that's who Pike is, obviously. Yeah. And then and then so we but then we get into season three and it's still basically the Michael Burnham show. Season four, I haven't even watched. I have half of it. <laughs> <laughs> um and then we get to Strange New Worlds, which is the most ensemble ensemble to ever ensemble. Yep. And yep. my god That's is so it good. beautiful. The, my favorite thing is that I like literally it's ten episodes, and I think out of all ten, Pike is quote unquote the lead character for two of them. Yeah. And that's it. Which is fantastic. And I'm so here for that energy. Anyway. Anyway, I've I'm I'm gonna pivot our, our topic. <laughs> so so D D. So D D. So speaking of ensembles. D D parties. Absolutely. I know I was gonna talk about the alignment chart. I might still no, I'm gonna talk about the alignment chart as well. Um yeah. Because I think it's relevant for ensembles as well. Uh, I can marry these two concepts. It's easy. It's fine. Uh, so D&D parties tend to have a, a wide range of characters. That's just a given if you're in a game. If you're like, if, if it's not like everyone's first time playing, and even then it might still be a bit like, oh, look at all these strange and, and weird individuals that for some reason have gotten together to mm-hmm. do this thing. Uh, and the only reason they're together is because the story permits it to be the case. The only reason they're together is because they happen to be in the same inn at the same time. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm calling myself out here, DMs. Don't worry. Like, <laughs> the inn is a perfectly legitimate place for your players to meet, but my God, I need to stop using it. <laughs> gotta, gotta meet in a tavern. Um, 
So I find it interesting because uh, one of the things, one of the aspects of making a character in Dungeons and Dragons is the alignment chart. Mm -hmm. I'm going to stand in my soapbox. This is not a new concept. Hundreds and hundreds of people are saying the exact same thing. And it's just the, the alignment chart's a guide. It's not a hard and fast rule. It's not meant to define your character. You're not meant to be like, well, my character's evil, so he do this. Like, no, 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 no. Don't be a dick. That's rule number one. You can be evil without being a dick. <laughs> I think, <clears throat> I think the thing, the thing about the alignment chart for me is that it is a very good guide for. And I think you're going to come onto this. It's a very good guide for for groups, mm -hmm. in the sense that you can go and you can look at a faction or a or a government or whatever, and you can go, okay, I recognize that the majority of the people that I've met from this group tend to be, act like this. Therefore, mm -hmm. this is a group that would consider itself lawful good. Yeah, is that something I'm into? Probably not. Get wrecked. But that way you can kind of identify but it's always good to remember that <clears throat> individuals are going to be individuals always individuals are going to be complex absolutely and whilst you might be described by your peers as neutral good your intentions might be more chaotic neutral and that's super okay mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you are allowed to be you're allowed to play complex we encourage it in fact yeah. playing complex and interesting characters um, the second thing I will say is that your alignment is not an excuse for shitty behavior. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. You cannot be That's, a dick to... We shouldn't have to say it. <laughs> we shouldn't have to say it, but we're going to say it anyway. Um, you should not be a dick towards players and say, it's because my character is evil. That's not how this works. Don't mm -hmm. be a dick. Rule number one is to make sure everyone has fun. Exactly. Which involves Stop not it. being a dick. So, <laughs> uh, but yeah, all right. But okay, let me talk about Worf for a second. <laughs> Poor Worf. I can't believe we forgot him. I feel so I know, bad. Right? Let me talk specifically about season one, Worf. Oh, when he had different uh, head ridges. Yes, different head ridges. But more specifically, when they hadn't quite figured him out yet. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Much like everything in the first season of the Next Generation. <laughs> I was going to say, is that not just the entirety of the first season? But specifically Worf, because it's interesting. Because Worf, Worf is a Klingon. Mm -hmm. And Klingons, they're like, they're like the orcs of Star Trek, essentially. They're meant to be quote-unquote brutes. They're meant to be strong. They're meant to be violent. That's the surface level idea of them. Mm -hmm. uh, and having a Klingon as a Starfleet officer had never been done before. Mm -hmm. Worf was the first one. So when they're trying to like show like, oh, what would a Klingon as a Starfleet officer look like? Like, how do we do this? And so they decide the way to explore this is have him constantly face that mm -hmm. as uh, like, uh, like, like how Spock face the fact that he is half human and half Vulcan, Worf had to face the fact that he is a Klingon in Starfleet. This wasn't done to the best. <laughs> like I mean, the first season is is, you know, 
it's growing the beard. They're, they're... Yeah, it's 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 Riker growing the beard is what yeah. it is. That's why Insurrection felt like an episode. He he shaved it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so oh, if if I never have to watch that particular scene again, it would be too soon. Like I that was just gratuitous. Yeah. God damn it, Jonathan Frakes. Anyway, I just remember there's a specific scene where the Enterprise is dealing with other Klingons, and Worf kind of just like gets. He rolls into it. He's like, oh, Klingon friends. I'm going to do these Klingon things. And I just remember Picard just like, Wolf, what are you doing? And Wolf just standing there with a battle up in his hands like, uh. <laughs> I was like, yeah, buddy, come on. <laughs> He's just out with the lads, you know? Yeah. So the reason why I bring this up is because he is a complex character. Star Trek is full of complex characters. It's great. It's a beautiful way of picking up uh, different ideas for your own characters. Uh, like like I just mentioned, Spock is half-human, half-Vulcan. Imagine having a, having a half-elf that has had the similar like journey. We'll get more into that when we watch the original series. <laughs> um, but Worf being someone brought up in a specific culture, and he wasn't even brought up in the, that specific culture. He was brought up by humans. But he still, he still owns the traditions and and heritage of being a Klingon. Mm-hmm. It's still important to him, and he goes out of his way to stick to it. Like he could very easily just be like, "I'm Starfleet now. I'm going to just do whatever Starfleet." But no, he's still going to be Worf and be like. I'm going to beat the shit out of guys, and that's how the wharf effect happens. <laughs> yeah, he's still very, he's still very like, he doesn't let his role as, because this is the thing, like you said, like he is the first Klingon in Starfleet, and he doesn't let that kind of pressure mm-hmm. change who he is. Like he's not going to become more Starfleet; he's going to do it on his terms. Yeah. <laughs> Which is interesting, because you see that in the movies, where this is at the, the quote-unquote, at the end of his character arc. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which isn't, but, you know, he gets new ones, so it's fine. Hey, yeah. you can always pick up new character arcs, friends. <laughs> yeah, j- like, here's the thing. Uh, players and DMs, uh, if you think that you, you kind of, like, rung the, rung the bell on all that your character can do in terms of your character arc, you're probably wrong. Because you can always pick up a new thing. You can always go, actually, uh, this might be a thing for me now. That's perfectly okay. <laughs> and you might not even have finished the first one. And that's okay, too. You can have multiple drives. You're allowed to want multiple things at the same time. Mm-hmm. Do it. Oh, yeah. Get it. Get it, Monarch. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Get it, Monarch. <laughs> Get that Lich Castle. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Another good example of complex characters is Data. Oh. <laughs> oh, Data. I Where to begin with Data? I, I'm just... Uh, the thing about Data for me is the... Um, is, is the... Is the... The installation of the emotion chip. Yeah. Because... So, so for those who don't know... And if you don't know anything about Star Trek, I'm not going to apologize for this episode because this wasn't my idea. 
but also i'm so sorry <laughs> my idea and i'm not um, apologizing <laughs> <laughs> um so data is an android um which is a robot made to look like a person right yeah cool making sure i'm getting that the right way around um he is all robot all the time yeah but he wants to be more than a robot he wants to be more than an android he wants to understand what it is to be human and what humanity is and that's really his driving force throughout the show and the movies like that's his goal be a people he wants to be a whole people which you know is ridiculous no somebody should have told him that's a terrible idea because we don't enjoy being people most of the time anyway um, I feel it, it's summed up best in that line of Captain. I'm experiencing a feeling I think is called anxiety. <laughs> I have to pass if you turn off your emotional chip. <laughs> and there's like a whole bunch of us just going, you can do that? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so so he's an android and he and he, in his quest for, for understanding what it is to be human um, comes across uh, an emotion chip. I don't remember how he comes across the emotion chip. Uh, I just know that he has it. In the series, it was made by um, his dad. <laughs> yeah. Um, I figured it probably was. It's a chip that he can plug into his head and then he will be able to experience emotions. Um, in one of the movies, he does this. Spoiler alert. All of, well, no, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Two, no, of, the specifically two of the movies. Two of the movies. Yeah. Um, generations and then in first contact he got yeah in generations he puts in and he has the talking tricorder yeah no 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 no. i'm not i'm saying in one of the movies he puts it in he has it in all of the movies technically technically yes he doesn't use it as much in interaction no but it's mentioned yeah no because he took it out yeah because it because when yeah okay anyway yeah anyway getting off track getting off track boiled down in the details this is why I was worried about doing this episode because I was like I'm just gonna get bogged down in the details anyway it's fine this is we live in the bog it's grand yeah, he, he we are the bog let's be real we are the bog <laughs> new shirt coming this summer <laughs> oh shit it's um, almost over summer <laughs> fuck okay next um, summer next summer all right it's fine um. So he puts in the the emotion chip and, spoiler alert, experiences all the emotions. <laughs> that's it. That's that's the movie. Um, At one then, point, he fucking just turns to Picard and is like, I would like to stop feeling the emotions. And Picard's like, suck it, bitch. This is what being <laughs> human is. <laughs> Absolutely. Like, genuinely, I thought he was going to get slapped because he was just like, no, I don't want to feel the feelings. And it's just Careful like, now, Picard might call you a coward. <laughs> Um. Yeah. So, and then he has to kind of deal with that shit, and then, but then, like a movie later, Picard's like, "Yeah, turn off your fucking chip, you idiot!" Like, what the hell? Like, come on, bro. Yeah. All right. But like, to be fair, like it's one instance of like he's in stellar cartography and not getting shit done. I'm like, hey, maybe get your shit together, man. <laughs> and then it's another when you're facing the Borg. <laughs> And it's like, oh, you're feeling anxiety? Yeah, th- let's not have that, like, impede your ability to fight the Borg. <laughs> but it wasn't impeding his ability to fight the Borg. That was the thing. Like, it was just like, you know. And I feel at that point, he's got better control of it. Like, he's he's had practice with emotions. He understands them better. Sure. You know? 
Sure, he's still not great at them. We can just turn it back on after they fight the Borg. Like (laughs) That's the thing though. That's actually a a good question because like he does turn it off, right? Yeah. And then all that stuff with the Borg happens. And again, I'm not spoiling anything for anyone who hasn't seen it. I feel like the statute of limitations is the Borg. Borg Borg. Um but he has he has those moments with the Borg, and I feel like the the chip is active for those. I love the idea that people who have no idea about Star Trek are listening to us have this conversation. Are like Star Trek fault Swedish people, or what? What's happening right now? <laughs> Swedish chef is involved. <laughs> the Borgy Borg 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 Borg. But go on. Uh, yeah, he has that. He has that kind of like confrontation slash. Uh huh. Uh, experience experience with with the borg and and i feel like his emotion chip is active for that oh it is 100 percent. very emotional you know yeah so what did, did they just turn it back on <laughs> mm-hmm. amazing That's exactly he says he says there's a line of dialogue where data is literally like you uh you turn my emotion chip back on <laughs> <laughs> then what was the point in turning it off picard because they didn't expect the Borg to turn it back on. <laughs> That's the last thing you expect. Because the Borg aren't very... They're not a very emotional enemy. I think, here's the thing. I think they are on some level. Like, it's... They're it's not. Because well, it's complicated. Yeah, they're a hive mind. And then you consider the fact that... I Also, friends, please, 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 please. If you have never seen Star Trek... At any point in your life, but any of this sounds interesting to you, either A, watch Star Trek, I recommend it, it's a good time, or B, feel free to steal any and all of this for your own games and such. Go hog wild. <coughs> Spelljammer. <coughs> Spelljammer. Fucking a, a, imagine a bunch of warforged zombies and you get the Borg. That's, that's what they are. Yo, okay, okay, okay. But real talk. When are we? When are we running this? <laughs> Fucking mid September when I get the books. <laughs> um, um, but yeah. Uh, so so data is is constantly chasing humanity type. Gets an emotion chip. Is still constantly chasing humanity because spoiler alert: you have to have more than an emotion chip to be able to be human. Mm-hmm. Um, gets a cat. Yep. He cries when the cat, cat cries when the cat comes back after running away to be safe. Um, <laughs> it's a whole ass thing. Um, the cat has kittens at some point. That's probably not relevant. That's, I that's not relevant at all. <laughs> Is that pre pre emotion chip? Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's exciting. Um, but because it happened in in the weird evolution episode. It was plot relevant. It was fucking plot relevant that the cat was pregnant. That you know that's the only reason that the cat was female because of that episode. Yeah, and the only reason the cat was pregnant is because basically and okay, this is a well I if people want me to go in depth on this episode in particular, I will. Let me know. It's Hey, pay him to do it. <laughs> um Basically, the whole crew of the Enterprise devolve. Yeah. The entire... There's this weird disease that Reginald Barkley brings back to the ship. (laughs) 
and it's called Barclay's disease or something after the fact. And he's like, why does it have to be called that? It's like, because you're the first one who got it, bud. <laughs> yeah, that's how it works, bud. Wait, um, so hang on. How far did the... Did the did quite, they quite. Did they turn into monkeys? Some of them did. Yikes. Worf turned into a terrifying, <laughs> rocky caveman thing. Okay. That acted like a fucking xenomorph. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Troy, Diana was, uh, was like a fish person. <gasps> I thought you were going to say flump. I got really excited and I don't know why, but. That makes sense. I mean, just she's me. not a million miles away from a flump with flump. her appearance. I'm just saying flump. And get that hair. Spot, the cat turned into an iguana. Uh... <laughs> that's, that's not how evolution works. <laughs> <laughs> you turn into a completely different genus. You do if you go back far enough. <laughs> <laughs> no, because that's going backwards and then forwards again. <laughs> no, actually. Well, yeah. You're doing the a iguana. Iguana. Yes. Yeah, right. Common ancestor to the iguana, you'll get there, but it wouldn't be an iguana. Yeah, yeah but you're right. is a common ancestor to <laughs> the fucking iguana, but you don't, you, you still have to go back up the tree. Right, the right, right. Yes. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway, they be, because so pregnancy. Uh huh. Babies are protected with an immune system while okay. pregnant, so they took that because they, they didn't get that from Spot. They got the idea from Spot. There was okay. another crew member on the Enterprise who was also pregnant, mm -hmm. and they took her immuno system and they use that to cure everyone else right 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 okay 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 data saved the day because data was the only one not devolving um so in conclusion data is a very complex character yeah um where would you where do you think because on the one hand i want to say neutral Mm -hmm. But also, I don't think Data is completely neutral. No, he's he's he, he's neutral. Good. He has good intentions. He's constantly mm -hmm. trying to be the best version of himself. Um, I'd be more lawful good. I think a lot of people in uh, in on the Enterprise are lawful good. Mm -hmm. They're all about like science and and exploring and the prime directive. <laughs> like they they're not about breaking the rules, except for the one or two times that they break the rules. <laughs> one or two or seventeen times that they break the yeah. rules. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Jordy's out here just being like, "I'm the chief engineer. I'm all about engineering. This is my character." <laughs> <laughs> But it's far more also, than that. So I can't see anything except for those times when I can. He can see things. Yeah. Okay. No, I mean with his actual eyes. Right, but with his visor, he can see things. Yeah, but I mean with his actual eyes, he can't see anything. <laughs> yeah. Except for those one or two times when it's plot relevant and he can. Yeah. I mean, with the visor, it's like he doesn't see the same way we do. Yeah. He sees like energy waves. Mm -hmm. That he can, like, his brain can translate to be like, oh, yeah, that's a floor. That's a door. That's a wall. <laughs> um, yeah. Which I feel like, here's the thing. I feel like that's only useful when you're on, like, a ship. Right. Because 
if you're if you're like outside that's why he's nature, chief engineer <laughs> <laughs> you're outside in nature then uh, you know a rock isn't going to give off a great gravity wave that's all i'm saying uh energy wave yeah no but the sun is oh so it works uh, so he's working off reflections yeah Right, 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 right. Yeah. Still, but then you're not still you're not understanding what it physically is. You just know what shape it is. Yeah. Well, that's how our eyes work. <laughs> yeah, but it's <laughs> no, but but we know the difference between a footprint and a boot. Yes, but we know that difference because rays of light reflect off of what we're looking at into our eyes. Jordy's working the same way, except he's having radiation which just exists in general reflecting into his visor yeah but it's it's not as nuanced it's not but it gets the job done (laughs) yeah i guess i just you know i feel like he's because he can also see heat he can also see other like different waves like you saw that scene in uh first contact where he can see zephram cochran in the woods Mm -hmm. yeah and he's, he can see them, despite the fact that his fellow crewmates can't, because he can see through the, through the trees. That's true. I feel like they don't utilize that enough. They don't. <laughs> they <laughs> but that's because it's convenient. That's because, um, and this is a D&D thing, that you can steal. Jordy is shot upon constantly. <laughs> <laughs> he is the one that suffers the most. There is no character in Star Trek that suffers more than Jordy. Uh, okay, I was gonna say before you said that that you can use this in D anD D. Jordy is the player who doesn't remember that they've got all of these abilities. Yeah, which I think is a little partially true, but also yeah, he does get shot upon like a lot. Yeah, and and hey 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 hey, DMs maybe don't do that to a particular. No. Do it to a player who's willing to have it done <laughs> in the sense of knives. I've talked about it before. It's good for a player to have a bunch of knives that the DM can use at any point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's also fun to be like, especially when a player thinks that like, oh, I am on top of everything. We're doing so well. Everything's going great. You got to let them rise before you can make them go down. <laughs> <laughs> they've got to understand the glorious highs of victory before you uh, just absolutely destroy them yeah I'm not saying that I've definitely done that but I've definitely done that it's the only way to be for someone who spends most of his time in engineering Jordy gets kidnapped a lot <laughs> he really does doesn't he yeah. but then again I guess the chief engineer of a, of a, of a flagship is mm-hmm. the one person that you're going to want to kidnap because yeah. they're gonna know the ins and outs. Like it's it's that scene in um I wanna say in uh generations, maybe? Where Jordy yeah, gets kidnapped. Where Jordy gets kidnapped and then released, but they've they're spying on him through his visor. Yeah. Right? Because yeah. they wanna know what modulation the shields are working on. Exactly. I remembered that, but I couldn't remember the title of the fucking movie. <laughs> Um, with the um, interesting Klingon women. <laughs> don't, don't even get me. Look, I will go. I will rant for hours on that. It makes me so mad. Anyway, that's less of a Star Trek thing and more of a Star Trek fandom thing. Yeah. Anyway, um, 
but yeah, like like it makes him his position in the ship makes him a prime kidnapping suspect because yeah. realistically, yeah, you could kidnap a houseman, that's not going to fucking help you. The chief engineer is going to know how you can fucking wreck the ship from the inside. If you can split the party, and by that I mean if you can spin the plates well, you can do stuff like that where you have certain characters being separated from the rest of the group. And sometimes it's really fun because then if you have the 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 geography to do it, separating a player from the rest of the players is a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. then it's like, oh no, what's happened? We don't know anything. We don't even know where they are. Oh god. Oh no. I'll be I'll be real. Uh the there is only one thing better than separating a player from the rest of the party, and that is engineering a situation where the player will willingly separate themselves from the party for yeah. you. Yeah. Oh, chef's kiss. <laughs> just just walk into this trap. Just fucking give yourself up. Hand yourself over. Excellent. Delicious. I'm here for that energy. So And then not realize until it's too late. Oh, so good. Let's anyway. talk about the quote unquote main character. <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about Picard because he's the one who gets the most character development in all the movies. That's his whole deal. That's what all the movies are about. He's a very angry bean in the first two. He isn't as angry in the third one because, like, he gets to chill out a bit and and plan his shore leave, apparently. <laughs> he does a little dance. You've probably seen the gif online. He does a little mambo. It's great. Yeah. In um, G- Generations, he's faced... Uh, this is only a small spoiler, but he's facing the fact that someone very close to him has passed away and that life ends. And he feels like he doesn't have a legacy. He's he is faced with mortality. Yeah, basically. Uh, and he's having a tough time of it. Yeah, I mean, who wouldn't? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, but him specifically, yeah. like he 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 takes it out on the crew. Yeah. Uh, and he's all grumpy and stuff. Meanwhile, the crew is like, Captain. There, there's like literal like nonsense going on that is irrelevant <laughs> to what's going on in your life. Why are you yelling at me right now? <laughs> right, because like, hey, you want to talk about it? And he's like, no, fuck off. <laughs> okay. Say I don't know. <laughs> Do your job. <laughs> and then Deanna turns up and 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 well here's the thing. When Riker says Deanna do your job, that's a loaded fucking statement from Riker of all people. Riker does his job. No, no, I mean that asking Deanna to do her job. Which right. one? Which one of the jobs that he thinks she does? Because she's a- yes, she's a ship counselor, but also booty call. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Um, in the second, in the second movie, he's he's angry. He's angry again, but this time it's because the Borg. Because the Borg are fucking shit up, and he's real mad about it. In general, like n- not specific, just like he just doesn't like the Borg. The third, the third movie is interesting because he is angry, but not in the same way, not in the same intensity. No, 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 no. It's it, it's the way that he handles his anger is different, and I think it's partly circumstantial yeah. because 
the 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 place that they are has a certain effect on him because mm. it has a certain effect on everyone and i think that kind of tempers the fury of the right. god but there's definitely still a, a there's and justifiable <laughs> this time <laughs> anger he still um, calls someone a coward <laughs> jesus fucking picard calm yourself What's the one thing you should never do to a That's his go-to, though. <laughs> right? Absolutely. It's like, I face someone I disagree with. You're a coward. Like, okay, <laughs> bud. All right. I don't think that word means what you think it means. Worf's out here like, Captain, this is the fifth time you've called me a coward this week. <laughs> I no longer give a shit. <laughs> no, no, no. Worf would still give a... Worf yeah, would absolutely Worf. give a shit. It's Worf. Like, anyone else would be like, yeah, yeah, sure, 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 sure. But Worf's like, I will fucking end you. Like, <laughs> If you are any other man. <laughs> uh, it was it was afterwards when he when he apologized. He said, I, I, I regret some of the things I said to you. And Worf just looks at him and says, some? <laughs> <laughs> Get it, King. Um, uh, Worf. But yeah. yeah. Picard. Picard, Jean Luc, he is an angry being. Mm-hmm. That's his character, unfortunately. He 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 gets angry all the time. Mm-hmm. Having that kind of like turmoil in a character is really interesting because it like yes, he takes it out on the crew, but he never takes it out on the crew to the point where um, the crew abandon him. <laughs> and that's more to say about the crew than it does about him. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, I think it's the fact that, like, the times the the times that he does take it out on the crew, versus the times that he doesn't, and he shows them respect, and he, you know, the one of those massively outweighs the other, and that's why they stay. It's not because, you know, they're Starfleet and they have to stick by their captain whether they like it or not. It's that they are genuinely loyal to to Jean Luc because most of the time he's a good. He's a good bean. He, he's a he, good he, bean, but he's just having a shit week. <laughs> he's just, you know, it's just like sometimes he's just having a bad day and he takes it out on you. And I think he is the kind of person to apologize afterwards every time. You yeah. know? Like, there's no, he doesn't throw his, his weight around with his crew. No. You know, it, it, you, I think there's an understanding that, oh, Jean Luc Picard's just gone off at you. There's probably a good reason behind it that's unrelated to you. Heck yeah. Um, Yeah, so now when so here's the thing because like we've said, Picard isn't as much of an angry being in Insurrection, yeah? Mm -hmm. And you haven't seen Nemesis yet. What do you think? What is your prediction for Nemesis? I think Picard's going to get angry and call someone a coward. Like 100% (laughs) this is going to happen. I don't, the thing is I don't know anything about about Nemesis. I don't know anything about the plot, so I don't know. But I feel like there's going to be something for him to get angry at. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Whether that's the passage of time, mm-hmm. whether that's the folly of man, whether that's the toaster doesn't work, I don't know. Oh, you know? that's all of the above. You know, Kinda. I can see, I can see, I can fully see Jean Luc Picard going off at a replicator. You know, what like. Oh, great. Hot. No cup. (laughs) 
No, I mean, like, I could. So the fact that he specifies Earl Grey hot, mm-hmm. I, f- I genuinely, like, I don't think there's a canon reason for this. So here it is. Right. I'm doing this right now. Uh-huh. Because I've seen this behavior in a certain age of individual. Right. Working in a coffee shop. Yeah. Is that they got your order wrong one time. Uh-huh. For whatever reason, whether you gave the wrong order or whether they just fucked up and had a bad day. But every time you order after that, you will be clear and specific Mm -hmm. every single fucking time. What that says to me is that Jean-Luc Picard went up to a replicator and said Earl Grey. And it gave him a cold cup of tea. And ever since then, he specifies hot, even though someone's changed the calibration so that if you just say Earl Grey, it comes out with hot tea. He specifically says hot because of that one time and he's still real mad about it. Like he is fully like that energy. That's the energy that I get. So I feel like, yeah, absolutely. He's going to lose a shit or replicate uh, replicator. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I just, yeah. My prediction is he's going to get he's going to call someone a coward. Mm-hmm. He's going to get angry and on the moral high horse because mm-hmm. he's very good at that. Mm-hmm. I think there's going to be an order that he disregards. Oh, that's just a given. Like, that's a Tuesday. It's <laughs> <laughs> just a regular Tuesday. Um, uh, th- He's going to say something about not betraying the 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 there's something something of the federation Mm -hmm. this is not what we do blah 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 um funnily enough federation not as much of an issue in 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 nemesis oh okay all right that's fine then um like just federation is more of like a background thing in nemesis they're not like they're it's not like the prior movies where where they're constantly giving orders of like don't go here and Picard's like, fuck you, I do what I want. <laughs> I get, don't all captains do that? Isn't that part of the rite of passage? All captains of the captain? Enterprise do that. <laughs> and also, I guess Voyager... No, Voyager was too far away from the Federation to... get any orders. Like, get fucking hanged. It's just like, um, make my own orders. Yeah, which is precisely what Janeway did. <laughs> it's coffee in that nebula. Let's fucking go. Like that's the only order that you need to understand is the, co- the, the where is the coffee? I'm you know, going you know that scene in Star Wars where um, Palpatine is like, I am the Senate. I want to see Janeway be like, I am the Federation. <laughs> um. Well, no, I mean that was the thing, like. In Voyager, Chainway very much understood that she wasn't going to get anywhere by throwing her weight around because she no, needed she the crew. Have the <laughs> yeah, she needed the crew. She, you know, they they needed each other to survive through the Delta Quadrant. If Picard was stuck in the Delta Quadrant and it like in the, like the fourth week, he's like, "Wolf, you are a coward." <laughs> like Captain <laughs> Captain, our chief security officer <laughs> left on a shuttle, and there's Borg on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> and we're having a bad time. Maybe you should apologize. Like, no. <laughs> He's a coward. <laughs> He's a goddamn coward. <laughs> and then a, so we're being hailed from the shuttle. And the shuttle is just a shot of wolf, just like, fuck you. <laughs> Robin's. <Robert> uh, <laughs> <laughs> 
That's a hundred percent Worf's energy. Uh, just, just vibing, just doing his own thing. He's blasting like death metal. It's a great time. Klingon death metal. Oh boy. Absolutely. No, 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 no. What we would class as death metal is Klingon smooth jazz. Klingon classical music. <laughs> um, hell yeah. Oh, um, yeah, no. Enterprise, the Enterprise D in the Delta Quadrant, I don't think would have gotten back. <laughs> I know, I think it would have gotten back, just not in one piece. Not with Picard. <laughs> not with Picard, no. They get back. Oh my god, what happened to Picard? Um, Wolf. <laughs> it's the captain now. Uh, he's the only one that could make logical fucking, like, orders and sense of anything <laughs> he also somehow managed to plot a route back to earth that took like what three years <laughs> <laughs> do you know why because he was scanning for life forms <laughs> yeah oh yeah <laughs> anyway i feel like we've spoken enough about star trek for today <laughs> yeah i love i love by the way that we didn't go near the stuff that you wrote in the notes no, but we'll get to it another day it's fine <laughs> Is this paywall content? Is this is this paywall content? <laughs> it is if people want it to be. <laughs> um, there will be two more parts. Not next. Next no. episode will be something different. Uh, but um, next episode, I promise we'll talk about D and D. Yeah. The, the, well, we talked about D and D last week. It's true. It's true. It's true. But yeah. I mean, like. <laughs> Just because I know that someone's going to be listening and going, I'm on Star Trek. I don't watch Star Trek. I'm so confused. Please. Send Fine, we're just talking about clinging ons and, 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 and Swedish forks. <laughs> um, but no, we'll we'll have another one once I've watched most of the, the original TOS series. era. Those old really? scientists. <laughs> Um, and then one after I've watched the Kelvin verse ones. Yes, I'm really fascinated to know, well, to find out like your reaction to the Kelvin ones because the Kelvin ones are interesting, especially after watching the original series ones because mm-hmm. they're a completely different vibe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm already expecting them to be a little bit more Hollywood. Yeah, one hundred percent. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll get there when we get there. Yeah. So. Yeah, as yeah. for now, I've been Glaive slash Danny slash will continue to force V to watch movies. Uh, and I've been V slash Violet slash Rin slash will be will continue to be forced to watch movies by, by Glaive. Um, e. As always, we have a Discord, we have an email, we have a Twitter account, we have merch, all contained within our Beacons link. Um, and again, if you if there is content that you would love to hear us ramble about or dissect or argue over or movies that you want us to watch and review that's kind of a little bit outside of what we would probably normally do and you're willing to pay for that content <laughs> also if you want to if you want anyone specific to be on the podcast that is relatively easy for us to get in contact with <laughs> let us know <laughs> yeah absolutely i mean that's that's not even pay content that's just like hey yeah, we like talking to people. We like yeah. having people on. Um, I'm not like we're not getting that Mercer, all right? Like that's <laughs> pie in day. the sky. One day we will, but not today. Um, but yeah, uh, let us know your opinions and 
feedback because we love it. Seriously, I love feedback. Give me feedback, please. Please validate me with feedback. Um, oh, it's you You know it's the end of the podcast because John has appeared <laughs> and is knocking everything over. Hello, Hi, John. John. <laughs> Hi, bud. That's the mic. Good job. <laughs> You're not in this episode. He's always in this episode. He's in every episode. Be gone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's been Cannibalizing the Canon, episode 43. We will catch you next week for episode 44. Hey. Bye. Bye. Bye.